This is the Cato Daily Podcast for Friday, January 4th, 2008. I'm Caleb Brown. The FBI is moving toward collecting and keeping biometric data on millions of Americans. The Bureau may also be planning to offer to tell your employer when you have a brush with the law. Biometric data has limited uses, according to Jim Harper, Director of Information Policy Studies at the Cato Institute. He says biometric data does little to protect us from terrorism, where the key weapon is the element of surprise. Biometrics, as the, as the word suggests, are measurements of living forms. So, so biometrics provide the key tie between an individual and records about the individual, whether it's in databases or uh, on, a, on a driver's license or whatever it may be. So, or just recognition. So biometrics are the basic process. Most people use the word biometrics to refer to machine biometrics. Now, we use biometrics all the time when we look at other people and recognize them. We're basically taking the measure of their faces and their, the way they walk and carry themselves. But uh, when, when people say biometrics today, they usually mean machine or digital biometrics where, where some device will take the measure of people. But biometrics are the basic thing that connects people to information about themselves. Now, the FBI has recently announced its plan to develop a massive biometric database. It already has a huge database of fingerprints, 55 million of them, which is biometric data that gets checked against requests all around the country 100,000 times a day. Have there been any problems with that database? Well, I'm not aware of problems. That doesn't mean there haven't been. Uh, One of the questions about databases like this is how big they should get and where they're going. Uh, A lot of the issues with biometrics have not yet been fully developed. Uh, The the technology exists and experiments have been done to show that someone with the image of a biometric can recreate it. So if someone has access to an image of your fingerprint, uh, they might be able to create it either electronically and gain access to to, uh, databases or networks impersonating you, or physically. Uh, there's a there's a famous Gumi fingerprint uh, where someone got access to a fingerprint and recreated it out of candy and was able to impersonate somebody. Uh, things like that will occur with iris recognition, with facial scanning, things like that. It's very early in the in the process of understanding how these things work and thus understanding the dangers of large biometric databases, particularly databases that keep images of the original, that is the the face or the iris or the the fingerprint. Now, Americans were promised that many of the post-September 11th data-gathering measures in the Patriot Act would only be used for terrorism and would not be used for domestic law enforcement, that that has turned out uh, not to be the case. Is there any type of safeguard that you could build into a system that would make sure that it's only being used for its uh, stated purpose? Well, Americans are promised over and over again, aren't they, that uh, programs will be limited to a certain purpose, and unfortunately those promises go away. There are ways to use biometrics, and I think it's important not to resist biometrics uh, whole cloth. There are lots of good uses for biometrics, and as we move further into modern life, we will use biometrics more and more often for good reasons. But there are ways to to do biometrics that are that are better designed. That is, when somebody submits a, a biometric to prove who they are, uh, that the that the system should only retain, if it retains any any of it at all, should should only retain a, a mathematical description rather than the actual original biometric. So you can you can es- essentially scramble a biometric in in a certain way so that it can't be reproduced from the record that's that's being held and that kind of hashing of biometrics is is a smart way to identify people without creating 
the security problems I referred to earlier. Now, is that a widespread practice within government databases right now? Not that I'm aware of, although I believe that up to now, the federal government has generally disposed of fingerprints that it's used for the, for the employment checks. One of the proposals is that they would, they would not dispose of those and they would keep those on file in order to give employers and others a notice if somebody in their employee has been charged with something or if their, their uh, fingerprint or other biometric has made its way into the database from a different direction. So we're talking about moving from, and this is the constant direction of, of biometric databases, including DNA and fingerprints, is to apply them first to criminals and, and very bad, very bad people, then to lower level criminals and on down. Now we're starting to talk about law-abiding citizens having gotten employment, being subjected to uh, fingerprinting and, and going into a biometric database, uh, perhaps permanently. Now, there are some competitive implications, though, to having the FBI actually provide a service to employers relating to employees' behavior. It seems like that's the kind of thing that a, a private firm could do with readily available public data. Of course, there are competitive issues, and, and there should be no mistaking that uh, bureaucrats are entrepreneurial. They just happen to be using our taxpayer dollars. Uh, rather than venture capital, and and obviously they take advantage of the the, the government's course of authority. Let's talk about that some. Uh, this is as much a story about biometrics and privacy and security as it is about bureaucracy. Where is this Where is this uh, database housed? It's in West Virginia, because Senator Robert Byrd of West Virginia uh, has the clout to move a billion dollars to his state for this kind of thing to happen. And really, the, the federal government is awash in Homeland Security money uh, for good purposes in some respects. Some of it's needed, but a lot of it's not. And a lot of it's going to projects that entrepreneurial bureaucrats are interested in doing. Uh, I read some interesting observations recently in Foreign Policy magazine discussing, uh, uh, discussing how intelligence is gathered. Bureaucrats have a preference for programs that can be budgeted and that are consistent year over year. Technological programs are that kind of thing, whereas real intelligence, that is putting boots on the ground in dangerous places, infiltrating organizations, that's unsteady. It's dangerous. It's uneasy. That's where the real profit comes from in terms of terrorism control and crime control. But the stuff that's fun and easy and easy to budget is the technological stuff that, that soaks up personal information about everybody. Now, you had noted before that the September 11th hijackers used surprise as their key tactical weapon. What use would biometric data on millions of Americans or people visiting the U.S.? Department of Homeland Security is now collecting additional uh, fingerprinting of people who are coming into the United States. What use would that biometric data have in preventing that kind of terrorism? Well, that's an important distinction to, to make, I think, because uh, we so fixed on the identities of the 9-11 terrorists, as we should, that we thought somehow identity was going to protect us from future terrorists. In fact, terrorism makes use of surprise, uh, not anonymity. So if you have the records of everybody, if you have good biometrics about everybody, if you have surveillance cameras everywhere, all you get is good forensics. Now, that's good to have. Sometimes forensics can lead to uh, breaking up some future plot. 
most of the time forensics just tells you what happened. And it's never been hard to figure out what happened after a significant terrorist attack. Uh, immediately the entire society focuses on uh, the perpetrators and we figure out what happened quite easily. So uh, people shouldn't be misled by the idea that bio, a biometric database will be preventive of any attack. Uh, certainly against significant threats like terrorists, like organized criminal enterprises, they will avoid these systems or they will identify themselves to these systems and go ahead and hit anyway. And we'll know who it was afterwards, just like we would have all the same. Jim Harper is Director of Information Policy Studies at the Cato Institute. He's also author of the book Identity Crisis, available at our website, cato.org.